Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. So we have a treat for you today. Our guest, Janae, is our first Bahamian guest, which I'm really excited about. And she is so interesting to talk to because she completely self-designed her year during the pandemic. So yes, another COVID gapper who has an inspiring story to share. And Janae spent the beginning of her gap year as a project assistant for a tourism initiative project in Andros, Bahamas. And then she later focused her uh, rest of her gap year on her own personal art, uh, meeting creatives, and also learning how to skateboard and embracing the skateboard culture um, in Nassau. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think some of these COVID gappers have gotten so creative with what they've done with their gap time. Um, And isn't she also a YouTuber? Yes, yes. She um, make, she's. I mean, she really uses YouTube as a platform to talk about her creative expression. She shares tutorials. She sells her art through partially through her YouTube platform and through her website. So uh, yeah, we talk a lot about that and how doing a video diary and vlogging is an important part of her creative expression. Oh my gosh! And what a cool way too to just um, exhibit the gap year experience for others that might be out there, you know, watching her YouTube videos. That's so amazing and such a great outlet, I imagine as well. For sure. Such a great conversation that I'm excited for everyone to listen to. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear more. Without further ado, let's get started. Thanks for listening. Hey, Janae, thank you so much for coming on Gap Year Radio. How are you today? I am doing well, and I'm very happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. How is the weather down in your neck of the woods? The weather was very hot as of recently, but I mean, I'm happy that I can spend my time outside because it's not rainy or anything. Yes, and your neck of the woods is Nassau, Bahamas. So the envy of of many people in many other places, I am sure. It's a cool place to be from. (laughs) So to kind of get started in your gap year story, why don't you tell us a little bit about this kind of thought process in why you decided to take a gap year because you were entering into sophomore year at USC when you decided to take some time out. So tell us a little bit about how that all went down. All right. Yes. So the beginning of my semester, I started on Zoom. It was three weeks of classes that I started and everything was on Zoom. Um, While I was sitting in class, I felt really disconnected from my classmates and I really felt like the experience was not what I wanted to take away from my classes. Um, On top of that, with the pandemic, it was just an added stress being in a a different time zone. and also just the uncertainty of it all just was really not, I was not in a good place mentally. So I thought that it would be best to take some time away. Now, as I was planning to take a gap year, I was a little bit anxious because I was um, considering the fact that um, my architecture degree, which I'm studying, is already five years. Um, and taking off a year would just make the process longer in getting my degree but then that's when I had to take time and realize that it's not a rush I'm still young and it's not a competition to see who can get their degree fastest and since I really value the experience I get not just from what I'm not just learning by the book but the experience I can get while learning I thought that it was probably the best to take time off um, 
and figure out more interests that I like before I just dive so deep into my studies and my career. And that's ultimately what led me to take a gap year. Oh, so yeah, so powerful to come to that realization that you're not in a race. Like it, it does feel like it's all a comparison until you free yourself of that mindset. And then all of a sudden you get so many opportunities. Now, you described in an email to me that your gap year was an exploration of home, myself, my goals and interests and my place in the world. I thought that was beautifully stated. So can you talk a little bit more about that, that philosophy on your gap time? So, yes. So first I said it was an exploration of my home since starting high school. um, I went to boarding school in America, so I spent a lot of a lot of time away from home. And I this is my first time being home for over a year. Um, So, I mean, it's very upsetting that it happened because of the pandemic, but it's a blessing in disguise as I'm starting to learn a lot um, of, of new things about my community. Um, and my the island that I live on. So one, I was able to explore the country and dig deeper into my culture while I was here. Um, I was also able to get into more of my interests to really just sit down and think of what I want for my future and the goals that I have for myself. Um, since before my gap year, my thought was architecture. I will go ahead, study architecture and become an architect, but that is it. But when taking my gap year, I realized that there is so much more that I love to do and that I can do and that I shouldn't have to limit myself. So taking time off my gap year, I was really able to focus on the things that I truly want to do and focus on my goals as well as where that puts me in society. So how can I help others or how, what, what is my place in this world? What was I brought here to do? So that was the main focus of my entire gap year, just really taking advantage of every opportunity I could to meet people and do new things and figure out why I was put here and what good I can do for myself and for others. Mm, that's really that's a really wonderful way of thinking about it. And so you, um, like many gap year students, had kind of different sections of your year. I believe that you spent it all in the Bahamas, but you kind of had different things that you focused on at different points in the year. So can you walk us through kind of the different sections of your gap year, if you will, or the different, how the focus changed throughout the year? All right, yes. So the first part of my gap year, which just was in the fall of 2020, I spent it on the island of Andrus in the Bahamas. It's the biggest island in the Bahamas. Um, That's where I spent it. And then um, the beginning of 2021, I returned back to Nassau and I spent the rest of my time in Nassau, um, Mm. Bahamas. Nice. And what were you doing in those different places in Andros versus in Nassau? So in Andros, I was there with my mother for her work. She was um, part of a project that was trying to discover community cluster tourism, which is a type of tourism on the island. And so I was there to assist her with that project. Um, so we really went around talking to the residents of the island, um, exploring um, the natural resources as well. Um, so I spent a lot of time meeting new people and enjoying great food and great conversations. And then for the rest of for the tw- for the 2021 year, that's when I came back to the island. I was a archi- I was a design intern at 
a skateboard shop, the one and only skateboard shop in the Bahamas. Um, and I also focus my time on my art, creating new art um, and new media. Um, yes, that's what I did. Nice. And now you've got another internship that you're currently focused on for the summer, right? Yes, and now I'm currently doing a virtual internship. Um, it's based in Los Angeles where I go to school, but since it's virtual, I'm doing it here from the Bahamas. And is it also art related or what, what's the focus of it? So this one is actually in real estate. Um, mm. I will say that during my gap year, I also found out that I'm interested in real estate as well. So I took the opportunity to get an internship in uh, real estate and I hope to incorporate that in my career in the future. Yeah. I one of the things I'm observing as you describe like all the different components of your gap year is that you really um were able to to do a little bit of everything when it comes to the elements that I think make up a good gap year. So I always think that it's really important for you to take some time for those personal interests and the things that just bring you joy and the things you just are curious about. Yes. But then it's on the other hand, like it's also really important to to use this time, this gift of time to answer some of those really important questions about your professional future and like what, what, how you want to spend your time <laughs> once you're out of, out of school or for some people answering those important questions about what, you may may want or not want to do um, as a career. So what kinds of, uh, in that professional, you know, question, what did you learn about your future in architecture versus these other interests that you were able to explore? So one thing I was able to learn over my time is that I actually do love architecture. Um, I would make sure to focus my energy on everything I was doing at that time, but at the end of the design, at the end of the day, when I was evaluating, okay, let's think, what do I really want to do in the future? It still came back to architecture. So it really was me realizing that architecture really is the calling that I want. But I, as I said before, I realized that I am not only limited to architecture. So I did an internship in, des in design. So being a design intern at a skateboard shop and there um, the owner had got ordered too many t-shirts and so we were finding a way that we could redesign the t-shirt to sell or be more creative to reach a wider audience and I found the whole process of trying to come up with new ways to do one thing um, really interesting. So we're looking into my career. Um, I would like to do more research with architecture so not just limiting myself to just building buildings for a client but rather experimenting more with how we can use architecture in a more innovative way to reach um, a wider purpose. Um, that was one takeaway, takeaway I got from that internship. Also with art, I found out that I absolutely love art. Um, I was able to delve deeper into my own art style and I want to continue doing my art as well as I continue alongside my um, career in architecture. And also, I want to involve more architecture in my art, as that is a branch of art as well. And I've seen architecture in galleries as well. And I would love to get to that point in my art career as well. Yeah, um, I love that that kind of connection across experiences that might not seem related. But I, I think that creative problem solving is something that can service you in any career. But that is a really cool connection that you were able to make there. But also like you mentioned, like architecture, the, the power of creative problem solving in architecture specifically has the potential to solve all sorts of social problems and 
environmental problems and and housing insecurity problems and things like that. So there's so much potential for kind of using thoughtful design in ways that benefit us all. So it's really cool. Yeah. So um, love, love the art that I've seen you do. Um, and I, I love your mascot. I guess you could call him a mascot. Does it, does yes. gender pronouns, does Moochie have gen- gender pronouns? I'm not sure, but, um. Moochie, um, I guess he either goes by he, his, or they, them, but. Gotcha. He's, he's very flexible. <laughs> right. Well, um, tell me about Moochie and like how he has become your muse. Okay, so Moochie, he is my pet dinosaur. Um, if you look at him, it's really just a toy Brachiosaurus, but I have labeled him as my pet dinosaur. And I find it so curious. Um, I got Moochie in 2019, but everybody who sees me walking around with a pet dinosaur does not really question that, hmm, why does this 20-year-old have a pet dinosaur? <laughs> so I'm really happy that that is what it is, but... Uh, since I was a child, I absolutely loved dinosaurs. Um, and one thing that I actually love right now is fashion. And I love when people dress up with their pets. Now, I didn't really have a pet. And I was not at a place where I can say, oh, let me get a pet. And also, a pet is not an accessory. Um, so I shouldn't get a pet just to dress up with it. So I got a pet dinosaur. And every now and then we match outfits. Um, but then he was also inspiration for a art collection that I did called Moochie Barn, which is really me exploring different, di- discovering new dinosaurs such as a cowosaurus or a pigosaurus. But I was able to use Moochie um, to create um, the art that is so dear to me in the collection Moochie Barn, which is Moochie as different barn animals. And you all have to go and check out this. We'll link the we'll link to um, Janae's website in the show notes. But the Moochie Barn is a trip, and it's also I mean you you also put the images on skateboards, which I think is I mean they're just really cool. So I'm curious, like how has your has your art you know turned a profit? Have you been able to sell your pieces? Like how has how has it been as an entrepreneurship venture as well? So yes, I have been able um, to sell it as well, and I was also able to sell prints. Um, but I completed my um, collection while I was interning at the one and only skateboard shop in the Bahamas. <laughs> and so when the owner saw my work, he really wanted to uh, collaborate. And that's where I was able to take the opportunity and paint my art on skateboards. And then I had a whole uh, gallery display in the shop um, and people were able to come in and view and also able to buy them. And so I'm very excited for that. I think that was, uh, it was a big milestone for me that my art was actually appreciated by others. I mean, above all, I'm happy that I love my art. So at the end of the day, I will, you know, be able to create what I want. But I was also happy that others also appreciate it. And since it was in the middle of of the pandemic, at that point, you had seen a lot of art concerning the pandemic, which I believe was also very important. But um, my art was able for people to get away from it all and just really enjoy enjoy dinosaurs I guess yeah Um, it's definitely an escape it's joyful you can't look at these photos or sorry these these paintings and not smile like if you do you're dead inside you know (laughs) (laughs) definitely 
So I definitely appreciated uh, the Moochie inspo. Um, and I'm also, I mean, love hearing more about you getting into skateboarding as well as part of your gap year. Had you skated prior to taking gap time or was this like a completely new hobby? Um, it was not completely new as on campus. I had um, skateboard to get around. However, it was more on a penny board, which if you skate, you know the difference between um, a penny board and a skateboard. I'm not sh- but uh, yeah, sorry. So this year I got into skateboarding. I found out that there was a skateboard community in the Bahamas. Um, I wanted to get more into it when I went back to school for sophomore year. However, since we stayed home, I decided to to uh, explore that interest while I was at home. So while I was at home, I found out that there is a small but much bigger than I thought skate community on my island. And so I was able to go out skateboarding with them and learn some cool tricks on my skateboard. I'm still learning, but I will say the interest was fairly new, but not unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what have, what have you been able to, let's not say master, because like, as I've noticed <laughs> in the skateboarding Olympic competition, like those guys yeah. and women practice day in and day out and they still fall off their boards sometimes. But like, what do you feel, what kinds of tricks have you been able to practice and feel like you can complete with uh, regularity? <laughs> All right. So actually I can now do an Ollie almost every oh, nice. time that I try. Um, and also a shove it, which is like just spinning the board around. Um, so those are the two tricks that I've gotten a hold on. And I'm current, currently learning how to do what is called a tray flip, but it is not easy whatsoever. And along the way, I have definitely learned how to fall as mm. it is an art, um, how you're supposed to fall when you're skateboarding. So that's <laughs> one of the tricks I will also say that I learned. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad. So, so far you are still in one piece from that hobby, right? Yes, more <laughs> <Right>. or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the other things I, I want to hear a little bit more about too, is just kind of your rediscovery of your home and, and your island. And so what are some things that it took you coming back? Like, what are some things that you noticed about, you know, your culture and like just that rediscovery process? So one thing that I have realized is that the laugh, when Bahamian people laugh, it is a laugh that I just love so much. When they laugh, it it engulfs you as it's so loud, it's so, um, what is it, loud and so hearty. But when I was on the island of Andres, um, the pop, it is the biggest island in the Bahamas, but it has the smallest population, population of about 4,000 people. And mm. everybody knows everyone and huh. the camaraderie and the um, family aspect of it all. So even if you're strangers, you're all part of this family. Um, in the house that we were staying, it was right next to the neighbors we were living next to. The moment we moved in, they came in and they greeted us and they gave us food. We went out um, fishing with them and I was just able to have the experience of having a bigger family um Mm. so with that i definitely i'd have to say i definitely value the culture that everybody will see everyone as equal and try to help everybody no matter where they came from um they had no idea where we came from but we were there and so they took that opportunity to meet us and i took that opportunity to meet them find out about their stories and what they had to offer me in knowledge. 
um, that they could as I went along with my gap year. And one thing that I continuously heard is that I am young, so I don't have to rush to get um, from one place to the other. Um, on the island, they're very laid back, so they're all about taking their time. Mm-hmm. And since it was the beginning of my gap year, it was very reassuring hearing that it is not a rush and it's not a race, that so I can take my time to get from one place to the other. That makes a lot of sense. And so <laughs> I love, and I, I think that that like, that's a good reminder because the grind culture is real when you're on the, when you're on the U S mainland and like, it's, you know, it's very prevalent. Um, so it's nice to get the Island time reality check. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say, you know, a lot of people experience the Bahamas as a tourist. Um, and and especially like Nassau, you know, like when I think of my time in Nassau, it was I don't I don't really love cruises, but I did take one when I was in eighth grade with my family and we landed in Nassau. I spent like a tiny bit of time there and I don't feel like I really got a sense of the city um, yeah. in the way I would if I was walking around with you and we were going like skateboarding together or something. So what do you feel like you'd like tourists to know or keep in mind when they're visiting the Bahamas, especially some of those heavily touristed places. Like I know Andros is not heavily as heavily touristed, right? But it's kind of building out that part of its economy versus somewhere that has more commonly visited. One thing I will, the first thing I will say is to get out of your hotel. Mm. Most tourists, they come to Nassau, which is my island, the capital, which has all the hotels and all the resorts, but they will go from the beginning of their trip to the end only in their hotel and only experiencing the activities within their hotel. So one thing I would say is to get outside of the hotel. There is a place called the Fish Fry where you can go and enjoy some Bahamian food, some Bahamian people, and some Bahamian music. I would ensure to go there if you're on NASA. And if you mm-hmm. have the opportunity, I would encourage you to visit the Family Islands. So the Family Islands or all the other islands of the Bahamas um, when you're on Nassau, if you say you're going to the family island, you can go to any other island that isn't mm-hmm. Nassau. So mm-hmm. I would go to the family island, and I would honestly encourage you to go to Andrus. Um, Andrus is really, you can get away from internet and technology and all those things as they really are not as, they do not have all that technology and um, infrastructure there as yet. So I can definitely tell you, you can go there, for, um, go there for a good get away from it all, from from it all. And because the people are so welcoming, they will be able to take you everywhere. You can by chance meet somebody in the grocery store, but by the end of the trip, you will be their cousin, their mother, their mm-hmm. aunt. You will be family to them, and they will be able to bring you so much more. Um, so actually. My other thing would be meet the locals and interact with the locals because they will really tell you how to enjoy the island. Mm-hmm. Such good advice. I feel like that's my my absolute favorite moments in travel or where I feel like I'm making a connection with um, with someone who is from that place and they're able to kind of give you that that more genuine perspective on the location. So yeah, that's great. Oh, it's making me want to go to the Bahamas like right now. <laughs> um, so slight pivot, but like, how would you, what would you say was like kind of a challenge that you were able to overcome on your gap year? That could be just like the isolation that comes with not being at college. That could be something creative that you overcame or what, what, what are some of the hard points of your gap year and how you move past them? 
So one of the hardships was definitely feeling like I was not doing enough. Um, so, I mean, in the culture today, as you today, we're all kind of have the idea that we must be doing something at all times to better ourselves and to advance more in life, in our career. So we must always be doing something. Um, but part of the gap year experience is that you also have some free time where you're not necessarily working on something or you're really just, you know, enjoying being able to not do school or depending on how you're taking a gap year. Um, at times, I found myself um, in a mental state that wasn't the best because I thought that I was not doing enough for myself or to advance um, like my peers may have been doing um, as they were still in school. Um, so when I um, was in that type of um, mentality, I really had to reach out to my family around me so that they can just encourage me that um, everything was okay and that there was no need for me to uh, get upset or sad about my current situation. So I think just going into a gap year, you really need to protect your thoughts um, and strengthen your mentality as you go through. Um, so that was one of the hardships that I had, but I really was able to overcome it because I was able to surround myself with people who were able to encourage me throughout my gap year. Yeah, that's that's um, really, really important to find those people to kind of help carry you along and, and feel empowered during that period of time. So that's good. And what about the positive takeaways? I mean, it sounds like you gained, I think we touched on some, but to kind of just pull it all together in a neat bow, what do you feel like are the most powerful things you learned about yourself and takeaways for your, for your future? Firstly, I want to say that I am proud of myself for where I am in life and all the experience that I have had. During my gap year, I was able to look back at all the experience I've had and really evaluate all the things I have already done and reflect on those. And I've come to the conclusion that I am proud of myself um, for where I am. Um, it may not be the same. I am on a different journey from everybody else. And so for the journey that I am on, I am proud of myself for where I am at. And so that is one major thing that I'm proud of. And then I also am ha happy about all the interests and new things I was able to try. Um, this is my first year that I have not been in school since I started school as a child. And I was right. able to try a lot of new things and new experiences. And I'm so happy um, for that. I think that was a good takeaway for me to be able to try new things before I try new things to really figure out what I really want to do, which I found out it's architecture, so it just worked out. But now I can say for sure that that is what it is because I was able to experience more things. Yeah. And, you know, if, say, like, we're, we lived in a world, alter, alternate universe, where COVID didn't happen and kind of your college experience wasn't disrupted in the way that it was and you hadn't decided to take a gap, any kind of gap time, can you, can you even guess who that Janae would have been? The Janae that would have just stayed the course? Oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. <laughs> oh, I really could not even imagine because I'm so thankful for this gap year. But if that had happened, I may not have taken a gap year at all. And I may mm -hmm. not have experienced all of the stuff that I did. Oh my gosh, that is such a <laughs> interesting thing to think of. I have no idea what I would have been like right now. 
Yeah, I know. It's like the sliding doors question. <laughs> yes. Um, so what about, you know, one of the things that I've heard, especially from students this past year who've taken gap years, kind of as a like COVID was the thing that gave them the push, um, is that they, you know, they can't imagine not having had this time now that they've had it. But um, for the students who are kind of coming up this year and starting to make these decisions, whether they're high schoolers or students who have a a year or two of college under their belt or have just finished undergrad but don't know what's next, there's a lot of fear and a lot of lack of permission around taking a gap year. I I feel like it's less even coming from parents these days. It's students themselves being like, I don't feel like I can get behind or I don't want to risk it or I don't want to have that unknown on the horizon. But it sounds like you kind of embraced that and really made it your own. So for people who are kind of, you know, flirting with the idea of taking a gap year, but are still kind of have that that little bit of unknown fear, what would you tell them? Do you have any advice? Yeah. So one um, thing I would say is make sure that you are the one making the decision and that the decision isn't being swayed by those around you because if it's something that you truly want to do I think that it's something you should do I have also seen a lot of my classmates and upperclassmen that they went into college not really knowing what they wanted to do but they still took classes and still did stuff but I think the best way to experience stuff is to um go out and experience it not just read about it in a class so my takeaway would be like if you really really think that you want to take a gap year you absolutely should and make sure that you are making that decision for yourself and that no one else is taking it away from you or trying to stop you from doing it that's what i'm saying make sure you are making the decision for yourself um personally i would encourage you to take a gap year i think it is an amazing way to um find new things to do and new interests yeah once again the decision is yours to make totally um, what about, okay, so what about for our artists out there and our creative types that are kind of like your your soul, your soul sisters and brothers out in the world <laughs> that want to use a gap year to like expand their creative expression and experiment and learn new mediums and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you have any advice for how to organize or how to like how you went about learning new techniques or deciding what you were going to, you know, use as your inspiration and that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, another thing, all the information you could possibly need is on the internet. (laughs) You can find (laughs) anything you need on the internet. So when I was in a spot where I needed more information for something I was doing, I could easily go on Google, easily go on YouTube and search it up. So um, during the gap year, honestly, if you can make a plan for yourself to schedule um, new things that you want to learn or new things that you want to do, I would do that and look online for resources that can help point you in the right direction as well. Um, But one thing that is really good about a gap year is that it is not structured by anybody else, but it's structured by you for yourself. And so you can make the schedule that is most perfect for you and that you will learn from the most. Um, And in that way, you can be more creative and more expressive with yourself rather than holding it back holding it back like you would in a um, course with a structured plan for a majority of people. So make sure you go ahead and do everything you want to do. And if you need help on figuring that out, you can use the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So 
you're by the time this airs, you're probably going to be back on campus and um, in the, in you know the back to the college experience. What are you most excited for? I'm most excited to see my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a long time, also because of the pandemic, that I have not been able to see them. But also, I'm excited to get back to architecture classes. Um, like I said, I realized that I really do enjoy architecture. And I'm looking forward to take more architecture classes and to be in studio, make new models, create new drawings. I'm excited for that. That's awesome. Well, Janae, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about your GAP experience. I think that many people will find it super inspiring. So um, thank you. And thanks everyone out there for listening. So places you can find Janae. You can find Janae on YouTube at Nayday, which is N-A-E-D-A-Y, on Instagram at Janae underscore Edwards, or online at nayshack.com. And you can find... Oh, did I get all that right? That was... Yes, everything was correct. Okay, perfect. And then you can also find Moochie at M-U-C-C-I underscore four underscore Gucci on Instagram. Highly (laughs) recommend that follow. And you can find us here on at Gap Your Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Your Radio or online at gapyourradiopodcast.com. And you can email us your Gap Your questions or comments at gapyourradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can download our show anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover the show. So, Janae, uh, we always sign off our podcasts in... Um, in a, we try to learn new things on this show, I should say. So saying goodbye in a foreign language or regional dialect of the guest choice is kind of what we like to do. So we were talking about this before. And is there a Bahamian way of saying see you later? Or what's what? How do you want to take us out? So I will say we go link. So I will see you again. That's what that means. But we Link. We go link. We go link. We go link. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you again, Janae. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Bye.